Welcome to the I Say All That to Say This podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Before we get to that, we'd like to tell you about those that make this podcast possible. Our friends at First Baptist North Spartanburg. First North exists to connect people to God and one another through Jesus Christ, to help them grow in their relationship with Him, and to serve others in the name of Jesus. You can join them in worship led by the choir and orchestra at 9 a.m. or led by the worship band at 11 a.m. each Sunday. Bible Fellowship is in between at 10 a.m. There's something exciting happening for all ages at First North. You can find them on Facebook or online at firstnorth.org, or you can give them a call at 864-578-0509. Again, 864-578-0509 to find out more. Also, our friends over at Avio Sullivan Healthcare. They've been the go-to for chiropractic care in Spartanburg since 1977. At Avio Sullivan, they realize some people are nervous about traditional chiropractic care, and they don't want to hear their joints pop during adjustments. So they have other techniques along with traditional chiropractic to help you no matter your preference. If you've been thinking about trying chiropractic, let me help you with that decision. My family and I have been patients for years and are grateful for the doctors and the great staff. They have gotten us up and running again in some pretty difficult times. I highly recommend giving them a try. Plus, if you mention this podcast, they'll donate 100% of the first day's fees back to Impact Sports. So call them at 864-583-3967. Again, 864-583-3967. Or visit ivosullivan.com today to feel better and to function at your best. Welcome to the I Say All That to Say This podcast, an outreach of Impact Sports International. We seek to use sports as a vehicle to take the gospel to the hard to reach, the lost, and and the forgotten. forgotten. Whether that is just 10 minutes down the road or on the other side of the world. Here is your host. Here's your host. Here's your host. Here's your host, John Andrews. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Say All That to Say This podcast. I'm your host, John Andrews. Today is a very special day. Today is our 50th episode. Now, personally, I thought that just kind of sounded like a cool milestone. Not really all that significant, but my trusty producer, Jimmy, who knows a lot more about podcasts than I, informed me that only 1% of all podcasts that have ever been uploaded to Spotify make it past episode 21. So I guess this is a cool milestone. So before we go any farther, I just want to say thank you to our sponsors who've helped make this possible. And for you, our listeners, who have asked for this and been loyal to listen, today's episode is going to be a celebration of the first 49 episodes and then maybe a little glimpse into what the next 50 might look like. Now, as a little bit of background, we released the first episode of our podcast on March 2nd, 2021. This new avenue of ministry came about as a result of COVID keeping us from being able to travel. As a frame of reference, pre-COVID, we were sending six to seven teams per year overseas and 10 to 12 prison teams on a weekend trip to any of five states throughout the southeastern U.S. Since COVID, we have only been on three trips internationally and we still have not been able to get back into prisons. So during that time, we asked the question, so what do we do in the meantime? What do we do while we can't do what we've been called to do? And several on our staff and board of directors suggested that we start this podcast. Personally, and honestly, I wanted no part of it. But what God did was simply to provide a new way of ministry so that we could take the gospel to the nations from right here in our our office. Our podcast is now listened to in over a dozen countries in more than 20 states. Now, here's the cool part. 
stats don't really matter that much to me, but here's the cool part. Half of those countries where our podcast is now being listened to, we have never been to uh, through traditional means. And I'm constantly reminded in times like this that God knows better than I do. And I'm certainly glad he does. Even though God has been in this project since before we even started, there have been some times where it seems like mm, maybe we t- tried to take control and things haven't gone exactly according to plan. Maybe we don't sound like a group of professionals. Here are some examples. Welcome to the... Um, <laughs> Welcome to the I Say All That to Say This Podcast. Is that right? Okay, sweet. Okay, great. This is fine. Welcome to the I Say All That to Say This Podcast, an outreach impact sports international. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, snowman. Is the one has something to say? Hey. Hey. My mom was never going to listen to this, so it doesn't matter. This is my container that you cannot open. Those are stupid little things, you know that. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. All right, that means be quiet. Ready? Okay. (sighs) (laughs) When I get nervous, my heart races and I'm like, can't control my breathing. It's fine. Ah, shoot. I need to cut that off. Psalms. You're not Psalms. All right, so let me say it again. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Say All That. I'm trying to, I abbreviate it, and that's why I've been doing the and now I can't. I can't even say the name of the podcast. That could be a blooper. Yes, actually, if you, yeah. Okay. And we'll design the cover for our book. Will, welcome to I Say All That to Say This. Hello. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I always listen to the podcast. Now I'm on the podcast. This, yeah. It's weird. It's kind of like that dream quality thing. It's dream quality. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but we were talking about it before we started recording. And uh, so I'll just I'll just go with that. I was at my church at a missions conference, and <laughs> man, I tried. Hold that in. Wow, dude! If you would have held that in, you would have drowned. I yes. think because that was a that was a lot right there. And uh, just sharing sharing the stories and those experiences. Do you remember what we talked about? Absolutely. What? How does that affect you day to day in your practice? I'll say the first thing, um, you know, after my first trip overseas, I came back and started adjusting people with chopsticks. <laughs> no, that is not true. I did not do that. I did not. I did not. I don't do that. Uh, so we're going to just call it the top five on the fifth. And with me, are we calling you Moose or Larry? Larry, dude. I'm not okay. going to call Moose. <laughs> I'm not doing Moose. I say all that to say this. And I am joined today by my trusty co-host, intern Larry. Say hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. Nope. Say hello to our listeners, Larry. Hey, listeners. All right, wrestling pickup. So wrestling has been a, a big part of my life. Uh, since I was young, right? And it was uh, something that me and my dad used to do together. I can remember every Saturday night. Uh, is it? Is there something wrong? Oh, it's just in here. Oh, okay. Okay. So professional wrestling has been a big part of my life. <laughs> Top five sports movies of all time. Number one, 
Let me set the stage for you. Uh, 1984. <laughs> now you remember, what's the name of this podcast? I say all this to say this. No, I say all that. Or on the other side of the world, here's your host, John Andrews. Yeah, I messed up on that. I put the paws in the wrong spot. Yes. Yes. I added a comma after the hard. We take the gospel to the hard. The hardcore guys in prison, man. No kidding. Welcome to the I Say All That to Say podcast, an outreach of Impact Sports International. Dang it. I should know this by now, but he says it wrong. That's my that's my excuse. Okay. Welcome to the say I Welcome to the I say all that to say this podcast, an outreach of Impact Sports International. Welcome to the Thankfully, those slip-ups were in the minority. Uh, throughout the first 49 episodes, we've had some incredible guests. Uh, thankfully, in 49 episodes, there's only been two where it's just been me. If it were just me, we would have never made the 21 mark, and we would have been one of the 99 percentile. But we've had some incredible guests join us, covered some strategic and relevant topics, all focused on reaching the nations either directly or through those that listen. And as he does, God has shown up in some unexpected ways. Now, if we chose all of those moments, this episode would be about 14 hours long. But we've chosen several of these to share or to remind you of. So sit back or keep working out or driving or whatever it is you're doing and enjoy the next few minutes as we are reminded of how God used those that have been a part of the podcast to share his story literally around the world. And and honestly, this if I were to say I have a regret looking back on on the time it took me to get where I'm at, mm-hmm. is that ironically it took me being called to full time ministry to realize I was in ministry all along. Hmm. As as I said, I spent 18 years in banking. There there are times I look back now that I missed opportunities hmm. to really be what I could have been as far as a Christian in the workplace to some of the clients or some of the customers that I interacted with and some that I walked through difficult circumstances. I'm, all of us have, have have either known or experienced firsthand financial difficulties or hardships or, or what have you, or just a financial challenge at some point in time. And ironically enough, as I said, it took me being called and surrendering to full-time ministry before I realized all those years I could have been on ministry and more active in ministering to people and sharing my faith and and giving them a sense of calm and a peace or trying to communicate that to them in the midst of what they were going through. And so um, I realized whatever I do because of the fact that I profess Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. I understand I'm on ministry wherever I find myself, whatever I find myself doing. The Great Commission was given to his followers and not just a select few who are the special people who go and do that. Um, So our understanding of of the Great Commission in Matthew 28, uh, 
I grew up reading the King James, go ye. Mm -hmm. And having learned later that it's really, (laughs) that's not the best way to translate that. It's going or as you go. And so our message to followers of Jesus, to the church, is that as we go through our life, we must have a, a, a missional lifestyle where we're serving Jesus, worshiping him with everything that we do, and being intentional with our life to bring others to that. It's not so much missionary as it is missional in whatever context we have. And so that's every day where we are. And when we have opportunity and God puts it on our heart to go to those who haven't had a chance to hear. Mm. Everybody, they know what he do. Mm. I said, I thought he did education. Yes, yes, he does education, but everybody know he's a religion man. Mm. I said, well, I have the same religion he does, and you do too now that you've come to Christ. He says, I said, am I a a religion man? No, he's a religion man who does education. You're a sport man who loves Jesus. That's powerful. What is the difference that in their perception of these things? Mm. I think that too often we look for strategies or programs or ways that we can get around to the gospel and target people rather than be genuine in who we really are and what we're doing and be missional with our lifestyle that they really see us as just regular people just like them who love Jesus. Mm. Now, uh, I'm not judging my brother. He was very committed. He picked his family up and went to a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. He was living in this place. I was only visiting. So uh, I highly appreciate all that he did. But the perception Mm -hmm. from these was that he was using, contriving something in order to target Mm. their population. And for me, I believe that we Christians should have such a genuine, authentic relationship with Jesus that it overflows and they see it. Mm. And it's not something we're doing to uh, invade their country and target them just for a religious reason. Right. What makes you think that that sports can be an effective tool for ministry. I, ju- I just have have seen it. Uh, it's it's experience uh, over all the years that I've been involved in sports. One of the things about sports that uh, lends itself to ministry is it brings people together. It it gets people uh, on the same team, so to speak, and gets people working toward a common goal. And uh, one of the great things about uh, being on on a team is you you become closer to those individuals and you do even your own family sometimes mm-hmm. and um, that lends to that intimacy that that if you really care about people you're going to share the most important thing that's going on in your life mm-hmm. and, and and if you're a if you're a, a Christian that's that's your relationship with Jesus and if one, once you get to know them mm-hmm. and you care about them it's just really automatic you're going to share that with them mm-hmm. and and it doesn't have to be I never I never have been a preacher uh, it doesn't have to be in a preaching way. I think just showing them you care and showing them that you want the best for them. And mm-hmm. if you if you're a Christian, 
wanting the best for them means you want them to know Jesus too. Yeah. What do you do on a day-to-day basis to help instill that life change in your players? Mm. I think it starts with recharging your own batteries, man. Mm. Uh, I, I encourage my coaches and players to get in the Word mm. if they know know the Lord because there's no better source of energy. I can't impart what I don't have. And mm. so it starts with trying to fill my tank with positivity and uh, from the gospel yeah. and prayer so that I can – be sensitive to what's going on in my players to not assume yeah you know it's hard not to assume when a, when a kid comes with a bad attitude and is is not committed and doesn't doesn't put forth the effort to be great you know our motto is chasing greatness and, and so you know i've just learned again through the years i'm reminded every year ask questions find out what's going on find out how you can meet their needs yeah as far as spiritually emotionally and physically and when you do that, you'll have a, a committed player that's, that's bought in and will and we'll, we'll sell out for the team. And I answered the phone, and, and uh, he said, I'm so sorry. I'm stuck in traffic. Uh, I'll be there as soon as I can, right? And so, okay, great. Michael's on the way. We don't know when he's going to be here stuck in traffic that's you know that's the same as breathing in the city right and so <clears throat> we are uh we're finished and i'm we're literally all right let's pray and let's get on out of here and michael knocks on the door and i can still picture the room the 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 the, the green fake wood pergo floors the hard two single beds in the room with the pink comforters you know and everything else and and i'm sitting at the desk on the far end by the window and you were sitting between me and the door said that's michael why don't you go ahead and answer the door so you go up and you answer the door and what does he do he hands me my shoes he hands you your <laughs> shoes because he forgot <laughs> right. he, he took them home with him last night and he said oh i'm sorry so sorry here are your shoes and then not thinking anything about it you run down the hallway to put it put shoes in your room because they probably don't smell the best and you don't want to leave them in my room and don't want to disrupt the the time that we're having so you go down the hallway and i have been known uh at times to be a little sarcastic um uh, <laughs> and, and uh maybe a lot sarcastic and uh so when he walks in i mean we i was literally about to wrap up in prayer and i said hey michael good to see you you're just in time and I was about to follow it up with, you're just in time. We're closing in prayer, right? And just going to kind of jab at him for being late. And he said, okay. And he came and knelt down at the foot of the bed right in front of my desk. And I said, what are you doing? He said, you said I'm just in time. I'm ready. And I said, ready for <laughs> what? And he said, I'm ready for Jesus. Mm. And you're still not in the room, Right. And so there are 13 other people in the room that immediately their eyes start leaking, right? And I said, what do you mean you're ready for Jesus? He said, I get it now. I, wanna, I, want, I want Jesus. And I said, well, we've, we've got to wait here. We've got to wait on Sam. Sam's not going to miss this. And I remember there were two girls that had gone over the beginning of the summer and were serving a summer a summer internship as, as missionaries in this country in a different city. And the soil was 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 dry and there was just really they, they saw no fruit. 
And um, they were really struggling by the time we got there. And so for them to see this happening was a blessing for them uh, and a sense of renewal for them for the next three or four weeks that they were still going to be in this in this country. And so we're all welling up with tears and so excited about the burst, but you're still not back yet. It's like, we got to wait for Sam. We got to wait for Sam. And so you came in, and I still can see you walking in that door, and you look, and you're like, you're bebopping in, and we're like, uh-oh, I walked into something. What's going on here? And I said, Michael, tell him. And he's, he told you. What did he say? He said, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to accept Christ. And I said, and your eyes started leaking, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, so I said, Sam, y- y- this is you, man. Y- you, you need to do this. And I still, I, you, you knelt down beside Michael, and you put your arm around him, and you said, "Hey, buddy, let's pray." And you said, "Dear Jesus, <laughs> I, could, I, I couldn't. Do <laughs> I don't it. even God, think you made I, it past I, Jesus. I couldn't, man. Like I, I yeah, no, I'm, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm starting to tear up right and, now. Thinking. And but uh, totally, absolutely, we're all we're all teary eyed, right? And we're all just moved at this moment and just experiencing this miracle right before our eyes absolutely and a miracle that's at least as far as we're concerned who knows about his background but as far as we're concerned five months in the making right and you said dear and and you couldn't make it and you looked at one of our elder statesmen that was with the group and you said and 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 take it over man and i didn't say it exactly like that but you know very well that i was thankful that he was on that trip because knowing this individual and how um disciplined and dedicated and how much of a man of god he is if i wasn't able to make it through that prayer it was very easy to hand it off to that Mm -hmm. gentleman You know, being challenged again a couple years down the road as we return to some of these prisons and being asked, hey, what what are your thoughts about uh, after we play softball with these guys, Andy, you being the one hmm. to lead and share your testimony with others? What do you think about that? And again, that was another, whoa, uh, not, not really ready yeah. for that. Uh, but again, just praying about it over time. And um, I remember first time it happened, you know, I, I got on the bus and, and told you, Hey, if you need somebody, I'm your guy, you know, I'd be happy to do that. So, you know, you're thinking, goodness, what do you tell an audience of two to three to four hundred, you know, guys inside of a prison? What what do you tell them about about your life? And, you know, you want to be real. You want to be honest. But the. They're people, too. And that's what we said from day one. We never go in. You know, we never look at somebody as a as a prisoner or as an inmate or a convict or anything like that. I mean, they're people. They're men just like us. And so they like to hear real stories, too. And so there I am in on a rec yard with 100, 200 people listening, me sharing my testimony for the first time ever Mm -hmm. about what is God currently doing in our life and being able to share that story of our miscarriages and you know wow you're sharing miscarriages with 200 grown men inside of a prison yeah absolutely because that is how god had worked in my life and had used you know that difficult time to as you mentioned earlier down the road share that with others have that experience you know i I remember um the obgyn the guy saying you would be amazed if you went around and asked people 
you had a miscarriage you had a miscarriage mm-hmm. you had a miscarriage how how common that is it's just not something that people talk, talk about, about a lot yeah. But in, in that case, this kind of gave me an avenue and a platform to share my testimony for the first time with anybody. In this case, it just happened to be inside of a prison yard uh, with a couple hundred guys. That's yeah. right. Um, and so that's the second part of, uh, of, of our heart is for people to begin to grasp that where they are day to day is where God has put them day to day. You know, we say a lot of times we want to take athletes and coaches, which I'm not sure you qualify as either. <laughs> no. Just kidding. Participants. Uh, <laughs> we want to take participants. <laughs> we want to take participants. But we want to take athletes and coaches and participants um, and willing, able, warm bodies. We want to take people <laughs> over. We want to take athletes and coaches overseas, but we want to bring home missionaries. And that doesn't mean that they come home, they gathered their stuff, and they head right back to the country they came from. Right. That means you being a missionary in your office. So one thing that I learned, especially from this trip, is from the time of my first trip to this trip, I wasn't a believer. I thought I was. And so on that trip, I just went to, to go play basketball. And so... While I was doing that, I got to be around people who shared the gospel and see how they worked. And, um, you know, part of my story, a couple couple months later, became a believer. And then I kept uh, wanting to go on another trip, wanting to go on another trip. And I finally got this opportunity to do this one. And I think what really the Lord showed me through this whole week is there is a joy that comes from sharing the gospel with others. And I think that's a blessing to be able to share in that joy as we're sharing the gospel because that's where people's lives are changed. And um, to be able to do that is something amazing to me. And then, so I'm next in line. And this is, remind, this is the week after the NC State, after I was like totally content, like, Lord, I'm, I'm totally cool not playing. Just help me to make a difference. Right. And they're like, Will Brown, you're up. And so... I'm returning punts against Boston College in a night game in Death Valley. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. This was one of my coolest moments of, of my Clemson career. Um, they, Clemson always does a fourth quarter video. And so I'm they're punting right before the fourth quarter. And so I'm standing out on the field by myself in the middle of the field waiting for the punt return while they're, the, the fourth quarter video is playing. And it's just mm. like chills. Like yeah. everybody's going crazy. Sure. Lights are on, like dark in the sky. And then they punt it to me. I catch it and have like a 15-yard return and just went crazy. It was incredible. But with the, all that being said, I had the job catching punts for the rest of the season. Uh-huh. And it ended up being an incredible journey and story for me. Played played a lot more at wide out before. But for me, it took me getting it settled in my heart that I was okay with not playing before the Lord was ready to bless me with all that. Giving it up to And him. it was literally the week before I I told my parents, I'm done with all this. Mm. Like, literally pray that I can make a difference in the lives of the people around me. And then just like that, the Lord changed everything. And I got an opportunity to start. I start, I'm, I'm pouring into people, I'm loving people. And then by the end of the season, I get voted on as a captain mm-hmm. by the rest of my teammates. And so it's just a cool story for me and something that I'll never forget because I saw um, the difference in striving versus abiding and mm-hmm. just letting the Lord do his thing and have his way. So, 
We say all that to say this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for those who have been willing to be a part of the first 50. And as we begin our next 50, we pray that you will join us in this journey and you'll be encouraged and challenged by it. We release this podcast as a reminder on the first and third Tuesdays of every month. If you're brand new to the podcast, go back and check out episode one so you can learn a little bit more about Impact Sports, what we do, but more importantly, why we do it. If you'd like to hear more from us, we are now sending out weekly email devotionals called Thoughts from Outside the Boat. If you'd like to sign up to get those weekly, you can go to utterlyamazed.com and sign up right there on the homepage. We've also written a study guide to accompany our book, Utterly Amazed, Stories from Outside the Boat, and we are releasing that study guide on Giving Tuesday a little bit later this month on November 29th. To find out more about our ministry, you can go to impactsportsonline.org, or you can also follow us on social media at impactsportsint on Instagram and Impact Sports International on Facebook. We'll see you next time on I Say All That to Say This.